0: Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of Pro Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show!
1: Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. I'm Jamie. Do you guys know
2: what? ASMR videos are? They do, actually. You're about to make one of those Cheerios.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Autosomal something reflex? Yeah, I don't know what it stands for. Do you know what these are? No. Okay, so it's it's a Makes new... Makes your
1: spine tingly.
2: Yeah. It's, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's not new, I guess, but, it, you know, in the past year's recent trend mm-hmm. of people uploading YouTube videos with, like, really sensitive microphones... And they like whisper into the microphone and they eat things. And I found one the other day and I used it to literally get my kids out of bed. It's like an alarm clock. Oh, as I walk okay. in the room, It's a woman eating a jar of pickles loudly into the microphone. Oh, weird. And then there was another one of ear licking. So she just like licked the oh, microphone.
1: That, that is a hundred percent uncalled for.
2: Millions of YouTube views. Oh yeah. Why? People, people
1: are famous <laughs> and making money off of these videos. And it makes yeah. me wonder, maybe we should
2: have an ASMR channel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll just read the news about reproductive rights <laughs> and like crinkle the newspaper and sip the
1: coffee. <laughs> it it apparently triggers I mean, it apparently triggers some kind of like response from your body like it makes your spine tingle or like uh, something oh, otherwise we, pleasurable. Yeah,
0: it just gives me the creeps. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 giving me the creeps is what, where I think I would be and therefore would not.
1: I don't, but it doesn't do anything to me. I'm just like, oh, well, what I end up doing is just spending hours watching, like, slime videos on Instagram instead. <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, there's, like, like it's not like a, I find this a specifically soothing or like very soothing. It's just like, well now this is what I'm doing for the next four hours and I don't know why. <laughs> slime videos. Yeah people making slime or like sticking their hands into like smooth things and they're now like I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't I can't I can't explain it about myself. They, well, the the very first just subconscious thing. There is yeah. this really awesome paint mixing Instagram where she like makes like she fills molds with paints and then freezes them so she like she made an avocado out of paint that she that that then like, crushes cool. up yeah it actually is really cool where she like Get crushes up that. and like blends the paint
0: it's oh that that actually does sound cool yeah oh, that's the one
1: i spend that, the most man. time watching our very
2: first podcast i don't know if you remember jamie uh you'd brought in tacos for some reason it was
0: ta- it was no it wasn't our very, wasn't oh, it wasn't really oh, our very first cuz i don't think it was it was the beer taco okay. challenge that that's right that's why yes i think that was episode <laughs> 1 and we ate tacos and in in the end, into the microphone and, and it, it grossed was me out yes so I, I was actually thinking that that, that was that the
1: first podcast. It's a
2: great way to win. <laughs> it was friend, like the win last friends. three minutes of the podcast is yeah. us talking. Because and it, was tacos. Tacos.
0: Okay. it was the challenge for that sounds terrible and math. So did you, did you did you, it was
1: related. Yes. Did you get a beer or was it just tacos?
0: I think it was Joe's tacos. My, I can't remember. My first beer after, after giving birth was in honor of the TOBC Fabulous. But yeah, I was actually thinking the same thing. If we wanted to start the, cha- the channel, that could be the very first one because at the end of that one, we are all chomping nose into n- the microphone. <laughs> the Neural asthma idea. challenge. Mm-hmm. Nice.
2: <laughs> okay, so we're not going to do the sound thing, but we will talk about uh, similar to the beer and taco challenge, ways to raise money, things to do to get involved. What's coming up? We're doing the Saturday's a- first today.
1: Yes, the Saturday's bolathon. <laughs> this <laughs> is uh, the annual. This is the ninth annual bolathon for Women of Options. Preterms is next week. I don't know when Aggie Fund is having theirs.
2: Uh, it's the it's the same time of one of those two events.
0: <laughs> I think it's next week. I don't feel like it was close coming up, but I could totally be wrong. Okay. On. I'm
2: looking this up and you talk about why the bulletin is important.
0: Uh, the bulletin
1: is important because it's the biggest fundraiser that women have options has each year to raise money to pay for abortions in the state of Ohio. Yes. Um, I mean, that's, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> um, I'm actually behind on my goal this year because I thought it would be much easier to do things with an eight-month-old than it actually is. <laughs> I know. So, I know. Um, so my food status dreams of tomorrow will be realized Tomorrow. <laughs> or
0: like some <laughs> time in the future. Yeah, no, I think it's a it's been a really great long term fundraiser too. It yeah, really this is my Yeah, this is my
1: third year participating and uh the first year I raised I mean both years I've done it, I've raised over a thousand dollars, so I'm kind of I'm a little sad that I haven't made it to that yet. But <laughs> I have two days, who knows? Um but it's uh so far we've raised like just shy of thirty eight thousand, I think. Woo-hoo. And the goal this year is fifty grand, so we'll see if that we make it that far. I hope you do. So, women have options uh, in Columbus. Yes, I mean they're a
2: statewide organization, but their event is in Columbus <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and in Toledo. Uh, the Aggie Fund. Uh, both of those are on the twenty-first.
1: Okay.
2: Um, in order to get details to attend it, you have to be a participant. They don't just like invite everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns out user. we
1: don't want to be like we don't want to have a good time and then get protested. Yes, it's right. go away. Uh, you have to give. You have to participate, you have to uh have fifty dollars raised, yes
2: it's uh, more fun if you're actually on a team
1: yes, yes. I'm um, on uh, Michelle Davis's team turbulently annoying this year turbulently annoying yes,
0: that's okay. what she got charged with when <laughs> she picked up the anti signs and they attacked her and she got charged.
2: ha that's her team name yes, mm-hmm. that's hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, if you're in Cleveland, preterms thon is on April twenty sixth. Uh, again, a Thursday. Uh, yes, it's a Thursday night. Same deal. Uh, contact preterm. We'll put links to all of these in the show notes. I don't think it's too late to join, but you it's have not. to be a participant to be an attendee. And yes. just swing by.
1: If you raise, I think a hundred dollars for preterm, you get a purple wine glass, stemless wine glass. So you. Can be a drunk and not break your glass, I guess. La-dee-da. I really want one, but I don't want to fundraise for two different funds. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are coming to the Women Have Options bowl a you can get a pair of socks, a pair of knee socks that
0: say We Fund Abortion.
1: I want those. Well, then come to Bolton. Okay. Mm-hmm. So why
0: are socks the new fundraising thing? Because I was listening to our local NPR station, and they're, of course, doing their spring, spring fundraising drive, and that was what they were giving away if you, like, donated $12 a month or something like that. It was, like, I, you get this, like, WOSU, like, pair of socks. I'm, like, so
1: I don't really know. This is something <laughs> we tried to have for Bolton last year, and they're really expensive to actually do, which is probably, like, coming from the NAF rather than okay. who itself. Um, so I guess it's, it's a pair. Yeah. Yes. Of socks. Yes. <laughs> I think it's trying to be funny, but so, I, yeah, he's, he's, he missed the mark there. Um, <laughs> 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 um, now I'm just, Cheerios. no, don't take my Cheerios. <laughs> You're making everything uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but I think they're, I mean, there are trends in swag that's been given out at conferences. So I think I this is, this is like, this is one of the nicer things that you can get. But also just, like, it's its nice to, like, show off your thing, like, mm-hmm. your support for something in, like, every possible way. Next, next trend we'll see is underwear.
0: Well, and, you know, maybe at some point it'll warm up so that you can actually, you know, see people's knee socks and it won't be covered under 14 layers of clothing. Man, wearing knee socks
1: and shorts, that just reminds me of high school.
0: Uh-huh. I'm cool. You're cool.
1: I think we are all cool.
2: Uh, What other events are coming up?
1: I don't know. I have a a phone bank on the 30th um, that I hope I have a pretty good turnout for. Uh, It's an electoral phone bank, so it's going to be right before the primary. Call people, talk about our endorsed candidates, get them out to vote. Uh, Early voting started April 10th, so if you want to go vote, you can go to your county board of elections and do that today or tomorrow or any time before May 8th.
2: Yes uh, there's a phone bank to do that in Cleveland on april twenty fourth and yours, one in Toledo uh, mm-hmm. one in Toledo on april twenty sixth um, and then yours is on April thirtieth right. so all of these events are in the show notes or on a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, get a hold of one of the organizers to get details about how to participate Yes uh,
1: they should be they're actually know. pretty fun, yeah. I mean, you can win prizes, you can play games, you can get snacks. I mean, it's actually it's not terrible as far as phone banks go. Spin the prize wheel? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. They're better than Gabe's phone banks. She he hasn't done a phone bank in a long time. I, he doesn't believe in thanking people. <laughs>
0: <Jeez>. Shocked
1: face. <laughs> I, I have an old manual that recites Gabe Mann, God. e-organizer. <laughs> You've got some <laughs> old
2: research. <though>. I do. <laughs> I don't believe in thanking people. That was That's because you
1: come from a labor background, though.
2: This is correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, it's the people that we are helping should be thanking us. We don't thank them. They're not doing anything for
1: us. This is why he's not They're the organizer. They're
0: volunteering for us, so they should be thanked.
2: To help them.
0: No, not <laughs> some of them. This is why Gabe is not the organizer. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is true. He's the cranky old man who sits in his, well, stands now in his office. Yes. Thanks.
2: <laughs> um, okay. So you were talking about early voting. Early voting is going on now. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, Morse Road is where the county board of election is in Columbus. Columbus. Yes.
2: Uh, and so we're getting people out to vote uh, and we have endorsements. So many. Um, a lot of great endorsements. Uh, we'll put the link to all of them in the show mm-hmm. notes. You can find them on our uh, website also, yes. uh, there's a whole album of them on our Facebook page too.
1: Our website being prochoiceohio.org. Yes. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. for the so, people who are tuning in late.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, so we've gotten some, some nice, uh, acknowledgements from the people
1: that we've endorsed. People excited about our endorsements, which I would hope so. Cause if they're not, then they shouldn't be endorsing them. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so I mean, that day we got a really good, uh, you know, flood of like Cordray and Sutton retweeting and sharing stuff and those kinds of things. But it's been interesting. It's continuing to, you know, some of the candidates are using sponsored ads with our logo on them and those kinds of things. And this week, and then conversely, Uh the tweet that uh, we sent out. Yes, (laughs) we want to mention that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. But um, this week, um, Steve Deidelbach, the attorney general candidate actually used our endorsement in his fundraising appeal, which was (gasps) an awesome thing about how he believes that unlike Mike DeWine, our current attorney general and also Republican candidate for governor right now, you know, he would use his office to ensure that people have access to health care instead of wasting millions of Ohio taxpayer dollars on interfering with minors' access to abortion in Texas. Man, there
1: are so many problems in Ohio that could be addressed with all those tax dollars that aren't related to abortion. Like, I don't know, the potholes. (laughs) Infant
0: mortality, maternal mortality, you know, little things like that. Yeah, but the potholes. (laughs) No, I know. You should drive in Michigan. It's ridiculous up there because they don't even spend the money Ohio does on their roads. and That's sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Another reason that that state up north is not as cool as us.
1: We should get toll, uh, road. True. Yeah.
2: Um so we we saw that email sent out by uh Steve Dedelbach for Attorney General. Um Kathleen Clyde, Secretary of State, uh was very nice in acknowledging our endorsement. We've loved Kathleen Clyde forever long, since she's been in the legislature. Um, you know, some of the statewide candidates um you know they've they've they have solid careers. They've done other things. Yes. Kathleen Clyde, we've seen really up close and personal, standing up for women in the state legislature mm-hmm. in the House, um, always voting very solid, making terrific floor speeches in support of women. I was just—I was going back through my video archives the other day yeah. and found her speaking as uh, you know one of the keynotes at Lobby Day. Um, terrific champion for women.
0: Yeah, just a champion all around. She's just one of my favorite people in that building in general because she just. She's so nice. So nice, but also so dedicated and and nice when she needs to be, but also like a pit bull when she's really fighting for the people that she's fighting for. I mean, yeah. On our issue, you know, in specific, but also, I mean, she's running for secretary of state because she cares about people's access to voting and those kinds of things. That's so she's, her main issue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. I
2: mean, she's, she's a champion on, you know, reproductive rights and all that. Kathleen Clyde Has is a voting stuff, yes. rights person. And that's the job of secretary <laughs> yes. of state.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. mean, and she's an expert on it. She'd been, you know, focused on this for years and years. So, we need somebody, unlike John Husted, who's the lieutenant governor candidate with Mike DeWine, um, who has systematically been blocking people from the polls. We need somebody like Kathleen in there to actually fight for access to the polls.
1: (laughs) I know it's shocking, but we want people to vote, guys. Right. You know, the, the impact
2: of this specific issue on voting rights and the changes that the Secretary of State makes and how it affects people's abilities to get to the polls. That's one of the things that I think for many voters is really clear. It's very transparent. You know, during the Taft administration, voting in Ohio was a pain in the butt. Taft? Yeah. Um, Governor before. Strickland. Governor Taft. So then Ted... Why are you acting like I should know that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> South Carolinian. Uh, so then Governor Strickland came in, and Jennifer Bruner was the Secretary of State. And getting to the polls... Became suddenly so easy. Early voting opened up people's access to be able to cast their ballot. Was early
1: voting not a thing before then?
2: No, not no. It it our laws our laws changed uh, <clears throat> right after two thousand. Uh, in two thousand four, you had to be senior citizens were allowed to early vote. Without yeah, you had cause, to be a everybody reason. Else had to reason.
0: Yeah, so you had to be like out of the district or in the hospital or some other reason that was going to block you from actually oh, so you getting do, so to the mail polls in. that day. And, it, yeah. yeah, it was all just mail-in, but you had to have a reason. It was it wasn't
1: was it last year, like even just last year, though, you can now do your full registration online? It's been
0: yeah. a couple cycles.
1: Oh, full no, registration? full registration is just yeah. the last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're yeah, right. That might I, be the one thing he Houston did, right?
1: Yeah, because I could do that in South Carolina, and I was just baffled when I moved here. I was like, come on, South Carolina is not exactly a progressive state, guys. Like, right. If I can, I could also order my driver's license. On, on, like on If I lose it, I can order it online in South Carolina. That's They've made that a lot harder here. <laughs> well, they're but actually going to force you to do
0: it in Ohio here now.
2: Uh, so, you know, seeing the trends from that Republican administration with mm-hmm. Bob Taft and how much it improved with Ted Strickland and then case it came in office and it immediately yeah. got worse again. And you can see through the actual length of the lines in your polling place mm-hmm. how the secretary of state is doing. So, you know, Kathleen Clyde has been studying this for years. She understands the issues. We have a clear trend, you know, she's going to re-implement many Mm -hmm. of the very simple policies that Jennifer Bruner put in place a long time ago. Um, You know, this has a great impact to improve
0: democracy in Ohio. And also, I mean, it tracks back to what we were just talking about too, with the wine wasting all this money on frivolous ridiculousness on abortion access. They have lost every single, so every time Houston does something that's unconstitutional and blocking access to the polls, limiting access for early vote and these kinds of things, um, progressive groups, including the Democratic Party and other people have sued the state of Ohio to block those th- Husted and things from going into place. Guess yeah. who defends Husted's office? Is it, it Doan? Yeah, it's the attorney general's office. Yeah. So how so, many
1: times has the state of Ohio been sued like just in the last seven years? I don't know. That'd More than it should have. Yes. Yeah, no, like every like every issue <laughs> I'm hearing about, they've gotten sued over. Like Even like the school system is unconstitutional. Yeah, that's been yeah. going on for
0: 20 years. I yeah. I know, but like ah like, yeah, why didn't <laughs> so, I move here? <laughs> I don't know. We're glad you did though. Yeah, but yeah, so Welcome. it 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 just shows again that kind of continuing trend of we don't care if it's constitutional or not. We want our stuff to go through, and we don't give a crap. That so. makes it
1: really hard to defend. Like Republicans are like, ah, we're <laughs> here for family values. When like you don't care what like the outcome is, you just want what you want, mm-hmm. right? Um, The last statewide candidate we haven't
2: mentioned yet is Rob Richardson. Uh, He's running for treasurer. Um, Really great guy. We're excited to support him. He, you know, thanked us for his, uh, for our endorsement of him. Mm So, you know, that's totally cool. Uh, There's also some state legislative races I want us to talk about before we move on, starting with the Senate. I have a question.
1: Mm -hmm. Why would we endorse in the primary
2: instead of just the general election? Because we're we're leading on this, mm-hmm. right? You know, we have a lot of supporters uh, who, you know, we talked to, we put out a membership survey and said, hey, who do you like in this election? Do you think we should endorse? Mm-hmm. If so, who? We listened to our members. They overwhelmingly chose the Cordray-Sutton ticket. Mm-hmm. Our board discussed it. They looked at all of these candidates' records. They feel that Cordray and Sutton have the best... A chance of winning in the general election and supporting the clinics that our job is to defend. Yeah. And it's
1: not like we would endorse the other side in the general election, right? Yeah. No. So the only meaningful time it really matters to endorse is in the primary. Yeah, that's right.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and I, I think it also goes. I mean, I think it that, that question actually leads straight into where um, Gabe was probably about to go with this with the state senate. You know, it's even sometimes we, you know, need to endorse because one of our champions is being challenged. And and yeah. you know, in, in two cases, um, state current state representatives Teresa Feder and Dinky Antonio from the Toledo area and the Cleveland area, um, respectively, are running for state senate to move from the house to the senate. And both of their county parties decided to endorse like. This, like- blame white dudes instead of them. So, you know, we really need to also support our champions and make sure our champions are still in the legislature because in the same way, Kathleen Clyde's been amazing. Nikki Antonio has led the charge on all these things as well. Um, and so has Teresa Fetter. I mean Teresa Fetter's work both on our issue and on human trafficking. I mean, we would not be in the place where we are where John Kasich has signed many bills combating human trafficking if Teresa Fetter hadn't pushed the issue. Yeah. Um, for a very, very long time. So Yeah. I mean, our people need to know that and you know, blindly following, you know, even the Democratic Party <laughs> endorsements isn't keeping sometimes these, I mean, these amazing candidates in, in mind.
1: Yeah, I mean we're not a We're not a Democratic organization. We're not a partisan organization. We're going to endorse the pro-choice candidates. Yes.
0: Right. We used to endorse pro-choice Republicans when those existed. (sighs) Once upon a time. I miss them.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Do do you want to take a
2: a sidebar on Barbara Bush and her
0: uh, pro-choice (laughs) views? The Women's March put out a tweet that said, rest in power, Barbara Bush and 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 on the choice issue, yeah, but like, dude, can we not remember what she said about Katrina, and like, I mean, I know we don't bash people when they die, but like watch me, yeah. and and yeah, I mean, but also the fact that we're celebrating her because she was a woman who decided that women should have access to the healthcare they need to be healthy, I mean, yay,
1: I mean, if it was if this was like two thousand that would like not even be like. Mm-mm. That wouldn't even be addressed. They're like, well, yeah, because she did what she was supposed to. But it's
0: 2018, and people are like, oh no, the abortion issue. Well, yeah, and I think it actually shows. I mean, when she was first lady, everyone knew she was pro-choice and knew her husband was not as president. So like, apparently, Mrs. Kasich is pro-choice. Yes. And but, like it wasn 't a big deal back then, yeah, like everyone just knew Barbara bush was pro choice, and it was just how things were because it wasn 't this right. huge thing in the Republican party to you know kick everyone out that might actually agree with right. people having i care. think
2: that that 's the part of it that I focus on here is <laughs> is her passing is a sign that once upon a time, you could be a uh-huh. pro choice republican, and it wouldn 't be toxic, you know, yeah. I think all the time about. Richard Nixon created, mm-hmm. uh, you know, title 10 women's health funding, family I, planning funding.
1: I had a class with somebody who argued that Nixon was not a Republican, so.
2: <laughs> no, he was a. He was a Republican. He was I a know. pretty nasty Republican. I
1: know. But,
2: you yeah. know, reproductive health care was not politicized.
1: Mm-hmm. Until like Reagan. Yeah. Reagan ruined it all. <sighs> Shocker. Okay. Sorry. Sorry for the side. Did you see the, the ah. New York, is it New York Magazine? I just see it as nymag.com. I don't know. They released a, a an article about that uh, the tide is changing that more young people are identifying as uh, pro-choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, uh, like 51% of seniors think that abortion um, should be like accessible all or most of the time versus like 65% of young people. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think the interesting thing on that article actually mm-hmm. was that um, we always, you know, everybody always asks us, well, why do you, you know reach out to the other side, why do you, you know, and it's because people can move and change. I think the interesting thing in that article was that not only were the, was that gulf getting bigger and bigger between old people and young people, but young people were more likely to have changed their mind on the issue over the last series of years. And when they changed their mind, they were moving more to the abortion access side versus the making abortion illegal side. So... I think it really it pushes back on a lot of the ridiculous crap that the anti-choice you know movement talks about. I how am the pro-life
1: generation. Uh-huh. False.
0: Yes, it's really funny every time I see somebody holding the "I am the pro-life generation," which is like supposed to be young people. It's what easily, are you? A 70? 50, 50 year fifty-year-old white dude, um, which I find hilarious. Um, but but now I think that article is really interesting. Yeah. But there. do we have other candidates so the before edit. we... Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, have seen a, I have seen a stock photo of somebody holding that sign. Everyone behind them was definitely wearing, holding a pro-choice sign. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we talked about Teresa Federer. Nikki Antonio, amazing champion yes. for the Lakewood community, uh, Cleveland's west side. Uh, also in Cleveland, Kenny Yuko in the 25th can we,
0: can we move before we move on? Also the first openly lesbian member of the Ohio House and has been a champion of making um, passing a bill... To ensure that um, LGBT people in Ohio cannot be discriminated against in job and public accommodation and housing.
1: Antonio? Yes. She's a lesbian? Yes. How did I miss that memo? N- not Kenny Yugo. No, not I know. Kenny Yugo. I Yuko, yes. <laughs> Nikki Antonio. I didn't know
0: that. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, she's awesome and amazing.
2: She's a terrific pioneer. Um... Nikki Antonio, uh, Kenny Yuko has been a great champion of ours in the Senate. Yes. Uh, he's running for re-election, but he has a primary challenger. So yes. this is you know something where we're making sure everybody understands. Hey, Kenny Yuko has been a great champion yes. uh, for reproductive rights for years.
0: Mm-hmm. Always somebody we've been able to, to count on, yes. day in and day out.
2: Uh, Sandra Williams, uh, I don't think she's got a challenger. She does. Uh, does mm-hmm. oh. Sandra Williams, uh, we're supporting Louise Valentine, uh, is a new name to yes. me, but uh, she's pro-choice and we're supporting her for it. Uh, and the last endorsed candidate that we've got uh, this time around is Catherine Chips, who's running my district. I yes. actually got her mailer in my mail. <laughs> yeah. I opened up my mailbox and there it was. For House she's, or Senate? Uh, Senate? For the Senate uh, in Columbus. We're uh, in a different
1: Senate district. That's weird. We might be. Mine's mm-hmm. tomorrow's. Uh,
2: yeah. No, Tavares is term limited. Yeah, so this this, this is her. This is her seat. Today Um, I learned. (laughs) uh, Catherine Chips is running in Columbus for the Senate as a write-in candidate. You have to write in her name. Um,
0: So so, there's a on this uh, when you do it in person on the video boards, which Franklin County has. You pushes a there's a button just like for the candidates that says write in. You push that button and a screen pops up that you type in the person's name. Right. Boggs is in. also right in, yes. in my district. Yes. yes. She so, doesn't have a primary component though. So. I know, but yeah.
2: Uh, she's in the house, uh, Kristen Boggs. Yes. Uh, that's Columbus's East side, right? She's kind of that yeah. area. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: She's, uh, like the university district part of the hilltop and then Gehanna. Yes. Cool. So I, like, I'm, I'm in Boggs district. Oh, yes. okay. It's weird. Um, mm-hmm.
2: so we've, we've got a bunch of people too many to name here, uh, in the Ohio house. Um, not every single one of our champions that's in the legislature is on this list Mm -hmm. because uh, just not everybody, you know, can can you talk about why somebody might not be in, endorsed this time but is pro-choice yeah
0: because i mean frankly a lot of our folks um don't have primary challengers so when we're going through i mean uh, the process to go through to screen these candidates and endorse these candidates is not an easy one so when you're looking at hundreds and hundreds of candidates we prioritize the ones that have primary opponents um so a lot of these actually several of these folks don't even have um general election opponents they're just running unopposed. a post um so, you know, what we did was we prioritized ones that did, did have primaries and those kind of things. So it really is just a, a factor of did we, you know, get a hold of them and those kind of things. So being not endorsed does not necessarily mean like one of our champions is no longer pro-choice or any of those kinds of things. Um, we will do another round of endorsements um, for the general election. Right, and they'll they'll be most likely on those on that round.
2: So that said, if there's if there's a primary contest and one of those two candidates is endorsed, it's because their opponent is, you know, not, is not endorsed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way. Right, but I mean, it could mean that. A couple of things, you know, that we know that they are not pro-choice, but it also could mean that they just didn't respond to an email. So, like, we cannot comment on the other side of where any of these folks are unless they have a voting record. Check your Um, email, folks. Yes. But um, one one I do want to mention who does have a primary, it's a Columbus, Ohio one, too. Um, Erica Crowley um, is running um, to replace Herschel Craig in the 26th district, and she's amazing. She does have a primary opponent that we did not endorse um, that in that district, and um, she's just an amazing champion. I think she's going to be an amazing addition To um, the legislature, she wants to do this. There's a lot of people who do this as a stepping stone to something else or whatever. This is a job she wants, and she's really working her butt off to get there. So she's definitely one I would want to mention. But check out the website for the rest of the House endorsements.
2: Yes, link in the show notes. Um, And then the other thing that's not on here for a very specific reason is there's nobody running for Congress on our list. And that's for a really obvious reason. We're NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. We endorse at the state level. Um, National endorsements are NARAL Pro-Choice America, the national partner of ours in D.C. So you don't see Sherrod Brown on here. We love Sherrod Brown.
0: Vote for Sherrod Brown.
2: But he's running for the U.S. Senate, and that's an endorsement from NARAL Pro-Choice America. My own member of Congress isn't on here. Um, so, you know, it's, it's cause they're running for federal office. Yes. Um, it's not, and, and I got some emails about that of like, why didn't you endorse yeah. this person running for Congress? It's cause we don't endorse for Congress yes. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, once, uh, our national partner releases those endorsements, we'll advertise the hell yeah. out of them. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just a different organization. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so those are the endorsements. Um da, 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 da. and then also in state news, these people are fighting back against uh they're not only fighting for office, but they're standing up against the Casic anti abortion agenda. These are people who uh have said that they will support access mm-hmm. to abortion rights, support for uh family planning funding, and support for planned parenthood yes. who just won a case. Yeah.
0: Back to Mike DeWine wasting your taxpayer dollars. Right. <clears throat> He doesn't need to be governor. Can we say that one more time? Um, (laughs) You can say it often, say it loud. Um, So, yeah, this week the Sixth Circuit um, Court of Appeals ruled unanimously, by the way, and like several of the judges on that panel were Bush appointees, so they weren't all like Clinton Obama appointee liberal judges. um, Unanimously said that the latest version of the Planned Parenthood defunding bill that passed, so the one that said that Planned Parenthood can't get money unless they don't do abortions, um, that is unconstitutional because it limits access to health care based on their provision of another type of health care. So um, that was a huge win. Um, it rules that unconstitutional. We'll see Mike DeWine's statement yesterday was they're looking into whether they will appeal this or not. So, you know, based on the fact that he loves to waste taxpayer dollars doing this, again, he doesn't need to be governor. To be evil. Yes. Wait, to waste tax
2: dollars, <clears throat> to be evil.
0: Yeah, I mean, our, our statement yesterday said that the Republicans didn't care who they hurt along the way, and that really is the biggest point of this. This was HIV AIDS testing. This is infant mortality program money. This is rape prevention education money. This is in a critical healthcare care service. There's three service. more. What I, know, I don't know. Comprehensive sex ed. Yeah, sex ed. Uh,
2: for, for teens in juvenile detention and foster, foster care. care.
0: Yeah, like two populations who really need this information and are probably not getting it anywhere else. Right.
2: Uh, treatments to pre- uh, prevent infertility. So if you're trying to have a baby yes. and you go to Planned Parenthood for some help, mm-hmm. this bill would say, no, no, Planned Parenthood can't help you have a baby. Yes.
0: It also doesn't apply just to Planned Parenthood. It's That's right. Any abortion provider.
1: So, yeah. like, it is just so abortion if a, provider. a hospital provides one abortion that is not related to incest or rape. If a hospital
2: gives you a referral to go to an abortion yes. provider. So the hospital's not even doing the abortion, they would be defunded by this bill.
0: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's the abortion provider or anyone who... I can't even remember what the language was, but... It was, is affiliated with promoting, promoting abortion, abortion <laughs> blah, yeah. blah, blah. So yeah, I mean, it really is a huge, broad population that would no longer, um, if the high department of health was actually equally enforcing it, which I doubt they actually would,
2: the but s- the sixth fund just popped into my head. Uh, the sixth fund is, uh, funding for breast and cervical cancer yes, screening and treatment. Yes. So, <laughs> so I mean, John Kasich and Mike DeWine were willing to take away hospitals' funds for breast and cervical cancer mm-hmm. treatment. To take those funds away just to try and pl- uh, punish, punish Planned parenthood. Parenthood—that's yep. evil. Mm-hmm. And they're going to use tax dollars. DeWine wants to use tax dollars to defend that evil plan in court. Yes.
0: Again, he doesn't need to be governor. <laughs> One more time for Should the people in the back.
2: Be allowed to be governor. <laughs>
0: He must be stopped. I mean, think about that. I mean, if he's willing to do all of that, what is he going to do as governor? We've seen half of the clinics already close under Kasich. What would happen under a DeWine administration? Again, going back to Kelly's question on why we endorsed in the primary, that's why we endorsed in the primary. Right. He must be stopped, and the people to stop it, and the people to help us do good when they get elected is Cordray and Sutton. Yes.
2: Um, I wrote down here on the agenda a sidebar, which I think fits in nicely here, because we're talking about preventive health care. We're talking about helping women have healthy babies. Mm -hmm. Uh, An organization we want to lift up who did some amazing work over the past week, got terrific press, is Root. Yes. Uh, Restoring Mm -hmm. Our Own Through Transformation. Yes. And the hour as I say it out loud, isn't white guys like me. Uh, it's black women looking to
0: have healthy families. Yes. Black women led, um, black women focused, um, reproductive justice, um, birth justice group, um, here in Columbus, a newer organization. Jessica Roach is their director and she's an amazing person. She spoke at Lobby Day, um, however long ago that was, a week ago. Oh, geez, it's been a week. Yes.
1: A week, days. Um, <laughs> <it
0: is. laughs> um, and just is an amazing partner to have. Um, they did their very first, it wasn't the very first ever, no, I think it was the very first ever, but it was, it was. everywhere across the country, not yeah, just Columbus. Yeah, it was from Black Mamas Matter. Yes. So they're part of the Black Mamas Matter Alliance, and so they did their very first Black Maternal Health Week so they did a whole series of events starting in Kenyon um, College and then did a Meet the Doulas event because that's one of their primary um, services is full-spectrum douling. Can you explain to me what exactly a doula is? It's a birth support person, but actually the full-spectrum doula, I mean, that's kind of what they're known for, but full-spectrum there so there's even like abortion doulas, so somebody that helps a woman through the abortion process or those kinds of things. Perinatal, birth support, abortion, yeah. postpartum. And actually, Root is actually looking at doing um, even into like adoption doulaing and like helping actually welcome and integrate an adopted child into a family. That's cool. Yeah. Which I find really, really interesting and amazing. So it really is just support because so much of birth is medicalized. And right. what we know, especially with black women, with the emerging actually already here, Um, maternal health crisis for black women especially um, is that their voices aren't heard. I mean... I don't know if we've talked about this before, but Serena Williams mm-hmm. talked about how bad her pregnancy or her birth experience was. She had a blood clot yeah. after her C-section and like she's had blood clots before, but yeah, so it's and, not something that
1: should have been missed.
0: Yeah. And she kept complaining of pain and kept complaining of pain and they kept ignoring and ignoring and ignoring. And if if Serena Williams can't get the healthcare she needs, think right. about, you know, a woman on Medicaid at Grant Hospital. Right where they're just trying to shove her out the door. So really, it's about making sure that these women that they're working with have the health care and are being listened to in the system so that we can reduce infant and maternal mortality.
1: They did a really uh, fantastic documentary screening on Tuesday. Do you you remember the name of it? Does anyone remember the name of it? Birth. Birth by death? Death by
0: birth? Yeah. Here, you go and I'll... Tried to find it. They did a screening of it at Clip, and so I got to see it last week. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed it, when it. Was here. I was really, really sad about it. Um, but I'm gonna have to see it at some point. But yeah, I mean, the whole week was amazing because it was just really a celebration of the work they do and a case for why it's important. And there's no Wi-Fi in this. The film's
2: called so. "The Naked Truth: Death by Delivery." There it is. Ha! There is no Wi-Fi in this office. <laughs> <laughs> My phone so work. Uh, we'll put link to Root. Please do support Root. Like their social media mm-hmm. stuff. Share it. Um, amazing work that, you know, nobody else is doing. The
0: stand-up uh,
1: for choice in May, May 8th, will be
0: benefiting Root. Mm-hmm. Nice. If you want to know more about it, actually, they were they were um, highlighted in the Columbus Alive um, issue yeah, that came out last grass. week. Um, so you can actually pick up a paper copy of it. I still need to grab it um, somewhere. Um, has an amazing picture of Jessica and um, a little baby that she helped deliver. Give
2: me a copy for the wall here.
0: Okay, I'll get you a copy for the wall. But um, so check that out either online or if you're in Central Ohio, find out where Columbus Alive is. We shared kind of that everywhere. link
2: on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Great press. Mm-hmm. Terrific work. So yay, Root. Yay. Hey.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, okay, do you
1: want to talk about Trump Hannity or do you want to talk about Janelle Monet? Janelle Monet, please. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Janelle Monet is a singer who just released a song called Pink, P-Y-N-K, um, which is a song about performing oral sex on another woman and is a celebration of womanhood. But, uh, and it's her and Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson is an actress that uh, she's been in a few videos with Janelle Monae. Um, but it's not just like a celebration of womanhood because these two people also recognize that there are women without vaginas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's a catchy song. It's a good summer beat, um, and the, like the aesthetics of the video are great. Uh, there's these pants that look like it's not like vulvas. subtle. No, it's definitely not subtle. <laughs> <laughs> the vulva pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I saw the pants. I hadn't
0: seen like actually what there's lots of think pieces about it.
1: There's lots of think pieces about it. But it's just a just a fun song. It's not subtle and it's it's great. <laughs>
2: yeah. It, the thing that I thought about is uh there was there was a little bit of a dust up uh over the most recent women's marches over whether or not the pink pussy hats were uh transphobic uh, transphobic or yes. racist or or racist, uh, or, or racist. <laughs> and I thought well here's this black woman making an entire video about pink and everything is pink and so I I think this removes the stigma from the pink pussy hat.
0: Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) I I mean, I think it would depend. I think the, the pink pussy hat had all those things because white feminists, the white feminist, the actual white feminists. Somebody knit group. me a brown pussy hat, and I'll wear it around. <laughs> but no, I think I think it was more who was wearing the pink pussy hat than yeah. the actual pink pussy hat in and of itself. Uh,
2: the the video great, you know, and I say it as a, a straight white guy. I I, <laughs> I I applaud it for what it is. It's it's a terrific tune. Um, I was listening to some of her stuff uh, recently, and it sounded familiar. It's got this just little. Kind of vibe to it This beat And I was like God that That sounds like Something I've heard before And then I saw An interview with her And it turns out That she'd been Hanging out with Prince For like the past Few years mm. And he's been Mentoring the hell Out of her I,
1: Yeah I could see that And uh, I mean lot, if There's you, a lot of Influence there for sure If you love
2: Prince And you're like Oh I miss Prince Janelle is The way to go <laughs> <laughs> Because she Collaborated with him She's so good Oh Yeah it's, her. it's terrific. So we also did a podcast right after Prince died and Beyonce released, uh, lemonade mm-hmm. all on the same weekend. Yeah. It, was, it sounds was like, very
1: stressful. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> and so, so to see, to see her, you know, sort of continue, uh, to, to use his same stuff, but in her completely unique way that nobody else is doing. That's
1: awesome. I think it was terrific. Yeah, from Princess Purple to Trinel pink. Yes. Oh I, it's great. I just I'm celebration so. of all of our organizations too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see like some Planned hairhood like is this the Plan hairhood jam of the summer? I'm like I think it's more of a celebration <laughs> of black womanhood, but sure. <laughs> yeah. You can have it. <laughs> no. It's good. It is.
2: All, all of her stuff is is really good. I was I was listening to you know their full albums. This is just one song, but mm-hmm. um, cool.
1: Do you think yeah. I get to pull off those bubble pants?
2: I think you should try. It. Should, really should
1: cool. I wear them to the state house? Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: I,
0: I think they should make an appearance at the Bolathon.
1: Oh, so. if I could find them, I totally would. <laughs> yeah, I mean that us. would definitely
0: be boulathon pants. But yeah, I, not, I think that's house. Right but yeah,
1: they're them. definitely not subtle. Like Tessa Thompson's like head comes out between her like knees at one point, and so she's like in the middle of this vulva. Like there's <laughs> there's no subtlety whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs>
2: who's who's the uh, the photographer who took the pictures of the flowers? George No, no she, yeah, but that's, that's not photographer, but a photographer. She's a
0: painter, But yes. okay. Georgia Georgia yeah, okay, O'Keefe. I mean, these it's George like, O'Keefe subtle. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Not if
2: Jojo O'Keeffe made pants, these were the, <laughs> these would be those pants.
0: I would
1: buy George O'Keeffe pants.
2: <laughs> I think people would buy the hell out of that. Uh huh. They would. So
1: yeah. Do we have time to talk about Trump Hannity? Yeah, oh.
2: i It's, it's Jamie's least favorite
0: topic. I don't know why. i no so. excited
2: about it. Sean Hannity's lawyer
0: Ooh. is Trump's lawyer. Woohoo! And has client been- attorney privilege. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, the fact that that lawyer doesn't under... I mean, I think the bigger story is the lawyer doesn't understand lawyer-client privilege. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> You should be disbarred. I mean, holding on to business records is not attorney-client Ooh, privilege. Trump,
1: people who were frauded by Trump University, uh, I say in air quotes, they were awarded a settlement last week. Sweet. Wait. Yeah, 25 million, I think. Ooh, that's nice. He's so just paying off people right and left. There's so much Except
2: news that like you just totally missed that. If, if you've been screwed by Trump in one form or another, Ugh. he's got a check coming to you. Well,
0: it was funny. I was actually listening to MSNBC yesterday in the car, and um, they were talking about how much trouble he's having finding new attorneys. <laughs> and, yeah. and part of the problem is because they are... Um, parts of big firms and in big firms, like the partners have to agree to take on a new client and there's disagreement among the partners. So then you can't take on this client. But one of the other things I talked about, um, was the fact that lawyers are not really jumping at the bit to become his lawyer because they know he hasn't paid his people before. (laughs) So why in heck am I going to take on this client that's going to be the biggest pain in my butt because he's going to tweet and destroy any legal plan I had for his defense or whatever. So he's going to, you know, undermine my legal process every way, shape, and form he can. It's going to be a big pain in my butt. And then he's not going to pay me at the end. Like, why in the heck would I take on this person as a client?
2: Right. I don't understand how
0: this man has gotten as far in his life as he has. Mm-hmm. I also don't understand why Sean Hannity doesn't understand what like the relationship with a lawyer is. Cause no, you don't have to pay a lawyer to be represented by them. We have plenty of pro bono lawyers that we have legal relationships with and have privileged conversations with because they are a lawyer we entered into an agreement. Like you had to like sign stuff in those kinds of things. So like Sean Hannity going over here, like, well, we just had conversations. He was never really my lawyer. Right. Like no, that's not how this works. The guy Sean Hannity has three is three the dispenser
2: of fake news. Yes. The the other two clients for Michael Cohen both were using him to pay off women that they'd had affairs <laughs> with. Yes. For Trump it was Playboy playmates, but for the other guy he was processing a check for 1.6 million dollars so that the woman could go and receive an abortion and also that's a you lot know of money. be paid off. And this was a major funder for the Republican National yeah. Committee and for Donald Trump. You know, I I think in, in a normal presidential administration that's like the giant scandal the fact that you've got Mike Pence you know going into the vice president's office thanks to a fundraiser
0: who's paying women to go get abortions and Pence it would is campaigning be if against Trump abortions. hadn't raped people and we didn't care this is this is why I think it, like our focus on all this like people don't care like we they elected this person knowing all these things yeah. like that's that's the thing like we're screwed up i almost cussed you should be happy with not having to leave <laughs> that out like we don't ca- well i'd care but i mean they actually just released a poll i was actually it was under the auspices of what the heck is wrong with white people like 53% of white people still think Trump's doing a great job two thumbs up Yay! And eleven percent of Black people. Like, what is wrong with us? Like, why are we so mentally screwed up in the head that we can't understand how ridiculously screwed up all of this is and how not normal? The only thing I liked about what Comey said this week was like, this is just not normal. This is not how things should be working. Right. But you know, the vast majority of white people are like, this is awesome. Right.
2: Last topic, transitioning from that, uh, is uh, we forgot to come back to the Jim Renese uh, Oh, email.
0: yes, we did. Oh. Uh,
2: so so we put out a tweet saying that Renese's ties with Trump and the fact that he's standing with Donald Trump is disgusting. That's, yes. that's all we did is we just retweeted something else and put the word disgusting, <laughs> disgusting on it. Uh, Renese's team took our tweet and uh-huh. made that as the head of a fundraising email mm-hmm. he sent out to his people. Yes. Um, so we he were called
0: s- us the most powerful and something else and something <laughs> else progressive organization in the country, and, and I was he, like, score! Didn't he accuse <laughs> us of being well funded? <laughs> yes.
2: I I love. There's there's been a couple times there. There was a letter to the editor with the same the same line that NARAL is the most powerful yeah. <laughs> pro choice organization.
1: <laughs> <I know>. Somebody <laughs> should tell should tell our national office. <laughs> Like, yes, we are. Yes, we, are.
2: Uh, we put out a response. We said, Congressman Renacy, when you stand with Donald Trump, you're standing with his, standing by his loathsome record of using and abusing women. You can attack us all you want. We're not intimidated, but it only shows, how, uh, shows Ohio voters how extreme your anti-woman views really are. Yes,
0: and this is the guy running against Sherrod Brown again, coming back to how amazing and wonderful and amazing and wonderful Sherrod Brown is. He's right. so
1: nice. And he has one of our shirts. <laughs> he's well-funded. He has one of our shirts.
0: <laughs> Jared Brown
1: is.
2: Jim Renacci's anti-woman. He's standing by a mm-hmm. guy who uses and abuses women. Yes.
0: And I hope that that wouldn't matter, but white people prove me wrong constantly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that yes. is
0: kind of a really good response to that. It's <laughs> a well-timed crunch. We'll see everybody next week. Bye.